Hey guys, welcome back to the show where we help you manage your emotions so you can change in a fundamental way. Ultimately, what we want to do is bring clarity to your psyche. You have these neurotic symptoms, you have these issues, you have these behaviors that you don't want to do. It's because there's a lack of clarity about what is going on in your psyche. So you bring clarity to that and with enough clarity, with enough awareness, that's what we're going to talk about today with changing, of course, this is going to be a New Year's theme episode because that's like a psychology channel and what else would I be talking about on New Year's like New Year's resolutions of course you want to change you probably have a New Year's resolution I know I have mine uh, not that those matter you have a New Year's resolution and I'm not saying not to have that's great but you got to focus on awareness without awareness you're not going to change or when you do change you're probably going to change right back and a great way to become more aware a great way to become more clear about what your psychological issues are so you can go on to change is to get a dog. And that's what I'm going to talk about today is the three reasons, three psychological reasons why you need a dog. Of course, you know, I'm not going to say the, the lame chick reasons like, like uh, dogs are fluffy and they're fun to pet, which both are true. Dogs are fluffy and dogs are fun to pet. There's no uh, question about that. But I think there's a, a deeper, there's deeper reasons there, maybe more, more fundamentally. Uh, that 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 will help you become more aware and help you change. And if you don't like dogs, I mean, that's impossible. It's impossible to not like a dog. If you don't like dogs, if that's what you say in truth, you don't like dog people. And a dog person is defined by somebody who thinks that you need to love their dog as much as you love their dog. As much as they love their dog. You need to love their dog as much as they love their dog. You guys know what I mean. That's a dog person. So at the risk of, you know, sounding like a dog person, yeah, I'm doing this video this week, but I don't think I am based on my own definition because, yeah, I understand why you're not going to like my dog as much. And maybe at the end of the video, I'll bring her on. I understand you're not going to like uh, my dog as much as I do. That's fine. You know, I'm, I'm not going to bring my dog on an airplane. I'm, I'm not going to bring my dog in every restaurant that I go to. Although some places in California, if you don't bring a dog in, they're suspicious of you. They think something's wrong. Uh, so, yeah, you just don't like dog people. Yeah, nobody likes dog people. That doesn't mean you don't like dogs, right? And uh, if you're allergic to dogs, you're not. That's not a real thing. Allergies are psychosomatic. Allergies mean you're crazy. That's what allergies mean. And so if you don't like a dog, or if you're allergic to dogs, what you're really allergic to is the idea of self-awareness, because you know, I mean, there's ancestral knowledge here. This is kind of a joke, but also not really. There's ancestral knowledge here. We've co-evolved with dogs. You know that if you get a dog, you're gonna become more aware. And then as you become more aware, you're gonna need to change. And that's a real pain in the butt, because you have your issues and you love to hold on to them. So in order to, to you know, if you saw that, you would, overcome your allergy and get a dog but it's too painful to see so you just have an allergy um, okay so three reasons why you need a dog the first one is we need an alchemical relationship in order to grow and a relationship with a dog is a great alchemical relationship and, and, and what is alchemy alchemy was in the middle ages these these the, the chemists of the day but of course they weren't chemists because chemistry was in a field because Mendeleev hadn't come around yet so we didn't really know anything about chemicals and how they interacted so we had our psychological issues and we projected it out on this chemical process of essentially turning lead into gold to put it in a brute blunt gauche kind of way 
um, so they were our psychological issues that, that we put out on something else and that allowed us to manage them. Right? Like, like people talk about projection like it's a bad thing. No, it's, it's like a healthy thing. It's a part of any relationship. It, it's how you work through it, like transference and therapy. You know, it's a healthy part of therapy. It, it helps you to project your, your issues onto somebody else in therapy, whether it's a, you know, one-on-one therapy, it'd be the therapist, but in group therapy, it could be some, somebody else. Um, and work on your relationships through that perspective. And of course, only you are going to say whether it's transference, but that's, that's how we, we work on these things. Um, and, and that's what dogs are, right? Dogs, we, we, you know, we say these things, oh, my dog is so this and that. What you're really talking about is yourself. And you don't even have to know you're projecting when you are, in fact, projecting. Just just to be a part of that, just get a dog. You don't have to know any of these reasons, but it'll help you, you know, work on these issues through through your relationship with them. You know, like how your, how your emotions affect your dog. You know, I, I always say... Um, I don't have to know how I feel because, you know, on this, what we talk about in part here is it's important to put a name to to a feeling that you have. It's a part of the therapeutic process. It's not all of it, but simply naming how you feel. That can be really helpful in a certain context. And that can be difficult sometimes, but sometimes I don't have to wonder how I feel. I just look at my dog. How my dog feels, that's how I'm feeling. There you go. Because, I mean, dogs are like women in the sense, like, yeah, they're mirrors. Dogs are more, refi- not refined, but more polished mirrors. I mean, you know, obviously not because dog, dog, women are as dumb as dogs, but it's just uh, women are, are less cerebral. And dogs are even less cerebral than women, which if, if you think that's misogyny, you're the misogynist, right? Go back to that point. Why is it less valuable to be less cerebral? Why is it less valuable to be more emotional, perhaps? I mean, where do you get these ideas from? That's, that's the misogyny. But dogs are even less cerebral than women. So, yeah, women are mirrors, but dogs are. I mean, that's, that's me, right? Right? That's me, this thing, this thing looking back at me. And you'll see later, I'll, I'll bring her on. She has, a, she has a cone on her head because she had some skin, skin rash thing that she kept scratching and it, it was bleeding. So stupid. So stupid that when you try to help her, she fights it. But that's what we do, right? That's what we do too. That's what I do all the time. So, yeah. And also, if it's a chemical relationship, like like having your emotions just projected out and it just being this less of a filter between you and this other thing, that helps you to see that communication is ultimately about you. Any problems that you have with communication when it's with your dog, that's that's you. On a more cerebral being, it can be about the other person, right? They could have their own issues. But if it's, you know, and if, you know, if, if your dog has trauma, we're going to get to it in this next point. Maybe that's a different issue. But generally, fundamentally, ultimately, whatever, if there's a lapse in communication with your dog, then you know 100%, okay, this is an issue I have. This is where, where my emotions are dysregulated, where where I'm aware of myself and it's kind of crossing the wires of this communication between me and this thing. You know, say you want the dog to jump out off the couch and it doesn't do it when you ask or it keeps jumping back on. That, that's not the dog's fault. And that's not the dog's responsibility, not even 1% because it's so stupid. It's your issue. And it just helps you to become more aware of that. Well, you know, which is, of course, a great attitude to bring into, uh, you know, other more cerebral 
relationships uh, with perhaps a human being. Just keeping the focus on what's my part, you know, where's my dysregulation. The other person, of course, they have their issues. I'm not saying they don't. But that doesn't matter so much for psychological growth. For psychological growth, it's about what are my issues and how do they come into this relationship. So the second reason why having a dog is important for awareness is, well, you need relationships to change. And dog may not be a friend. It's, I don't know. Is that man's best friend? It's man's best re- representation of a friend. That's that's what I know. I'm just sucking all the fun out of dogs, <laughs> like getting philosophical and cerebral, and asking about the metaphysical relationship. And well, what is a dog really? Is it a friend or is it represented? What does that mean? You know, uh, metaphysically, dog quad dog, right? Um, and I'm sucking all the fun out. But I think this is important to to think about. So. Dogs are a representation of a friend, but but it's still important to have, you know, human friends to change. And dogs can help you meet people, true, but I don't think that's, you know, there's lots of ways to meet people. What dogs do is they, as as they get you to meet more people, they they help you uh, to have a friend test, (laughs) to have a test to see if this person that you're meeting is somebody who you can maybe have a a friendship with. And let's say you're, you're, somebody else is walking right towards you with their dog and your dog's being say hi so you say hi and if you start you know just uh, chat up this person start some small talk and they bring up unsolicited without prompt from you that their dog is in fact a rescue dog that is a friend test they failed now look if you want to get a rescue dog because right we're talking about the alchemical relationship with dogs and if that means something to you to rescue a dog, if, if you think you're saving animals, I mean, you're not. But if that's what you think you're doing, then great. And if that means something to you psychologically, then great. I totally encourage that. But also, you, you got to recognize that if you're bringing up the fact that your dog is a rescue unsolicited, without prompt, uh, what's going on with you? Why do you need to posture like you're a good person? And maybe you are a good person. But if you are, in fact, a good person, why do you need to posture like one? Is there a savior complex? It's just a, a good, you know, rule of thumb friend has to say, I can be friendly with this person, but I'm not going to not gonna be friends with them. Sorry. So that's a great friend test that you're really not going to get as much of. I mean, you're still going to get it if you, uh, if you don't have a dog, but you're going to get more of it if you do have a dog. And the, the third thing that why dogs are great for... Um, psychological change really ultimately awareness is they i think they exhibit well the difference between healthy needs and an unhealthy i mean that's something that i talk about here a lot that how to distinguish between these two a healthy need is essentially i mean i had another lecture on this channel a couple maybe a month or two ago on values and therapy and how there are objective values that we need as humans in order to flourish and part of therapy is clearing out the psychological channel, so to speak, so you have a more efficient way of getting to those values that you need. Um, But some values, some needs are unhealthy. So it would be a negative value or what I would say an unhealthy need. And these are needs that you have, in a sense, to cover up psychological issues, to cover up pain, right? You don't have this need because you really need it or because you really want it. You, You have it or want it to hide a part of yourself. Classic example that I always use for this is 
do you really need a specific girl to be your girlfriend? Now, I would say that's an unhealthy need because it involves you impinging on her free will in order for you to, like she has to make a, a certain kind of decision in order for you to get your need met. That's codependence. That's an un unhealthy need. A healthier need would be I need a girlfriend. One particular girl, at least one, to be my girlfriend. Maybe this girl who I like, it may not be. I know what I'll do is I'm going to talk with her, connect with her, learn about her, see what's going on with her. And then if that, and if, then I, if I do that in an authentic way and it leads to, it, you don't have to make a decision on, on whether to make a girl your girlfriend or whether to make a girl your wife or to break up with her. These decisions are made for you when you engage with in that process in an authentic way. I think if there's any confusion about those decisions that, you know, that's really not, that's not really the problem. The problem isn't making the decision. The problem is there is some lack of clarity, a lack of authenticity, you know, which doesn't, doesn't mean you get rid of the relationship, but you got to go back and figure out what happened there. Um, in, incorporate those changes into the relationship now the best you can. And I think then you're, the answer will be known to you. Um, Geez, so what I'm talking about is the difference between a healthy need and an unhealthy need. And dogs, I think, can represent what these stages look like. You know, if your dog's just lounging around all day. Um, I mean, it looks satisfied in a certain sense, right? I mean, it looks satisfied, but there's something missing, right? It's just kind of lounging around like you, like lounging around on a Saturday and Sunday, binging Netflix, going back and forth between Twitter and Netflix or football, you know, and I'm not saying not to do that, but if, again, if you're doing that too much, right, it's all about context. That is a different state then. Um, so your dog, for instance, and your dog can look in a sense satisfied doing that, but that is different than if your dog goes out and gets healthy needs met, which for a dog could be playing with the ball or chasing around squirrels. My dog is is a retriever dog. I mean, so talk about ancestral knowledge. I mean, it's so clear. You, you did not have to teach her to play fetch. You just had to do it with her. She knew exactly what to do. So how does your dog look after going to the park, sniffing some other dog's butts, playing fetch with you? How does your dog look when it comes home and it flops down on the ground? Now, that can look maybe somewhat similar to someone who's uninitiated. I know I'm such a pretentious douchebag. <laughs> that could look different if you're uninitiated than, oh, or, no, that can look the same. If you're, if you're uninitiated, that looks the same as the dog just lounging around all day. But when you can really begin to distinguish these things, and I want you to distinguish it in your dog, because when you do it in your, when you distinguish it with your dog, you, you can better distinguish it for yourself. Like, oh, that's a healthy relaxation. That's a healthy exhaustion. That's a, you're just kind of lounging around, scrolling through Twitter exhaustion. There's something different about it. And just having this visual representation of it in your dog. I mean, right, again, this is just an iteration of the alchemical relationship. When you see the visual representation of it in your dog, it, it helps you to distinguish it in yourself. So that's why you need a dog in order to change, I guess. Why, um, you know, why dog? You know, why not children? 
because all these, you know, some of these things, at least, I mean, children are alchemical relationship. Children are, are less cerebral. I mean, you, ha you have this thing and you learn more about yourself through relationship with children. So why am I not, you know, <laughs> telling you to to have children, I guess? Well, I mean, this, um, this is something that bothers me that people do that the right tends to do. I mean, uh, Tucker Carlson does this. And it, it's so clear to me, from my perspective, and I, I could be wrong, but it's so clear to me that this is why the left needed to win the culture war because they are responding when guys like Tucker Carlson do something like this. And that is when they say, oh, you know, look at these statistics. Um, look at these statistics on marriage and having children. Oh, you're going to be happier, you're going to be more productive and, and more successful if you have children or are married. So that's what you got to do. And that's, that's a very personal decision. Like, yeah, I guess generally you will tend, you know, if you, if you manage your issues, as you begin to at least engage with the process of managing your psychological issues in in our current cultural context, you will probably tend to get married more often than you don't. Right? Um, but that's different than saying, oh, you got to get married, otherwise you're not going to be happy. Uh, that's a personal decision. That's for you to make. I mean, I think to just give blanket advice like that to people. It's just, I mean, it's just such an imposition. It's like, dude, why are you telling me to have kids, Tucker, Tucker Carlson? Like, like, what are you doing? I understand, I mean, I understand what you're trying to do, but it's just, it just comes from such a, um, a lame, a feet, shallow view of the world and humans to just say, oh, you got to have kids. Like, I don't know what, I mean, talk, create relationships, uh, you know, manage your issues. If you want to have kids, then have kids. If you don't, then don't. You know, it's so that's a personal decision, right? A dog's not a personal. A dog is just a dumb dog. Just get a dog. It's it's like, uh, dude, you gotta get this desk. I like it. It's a little bit more than that, you know, to get a dog. But no, it's, it's cool. Get a dog. It's it's fine. It's, it's gonna help you out. So um, and uh, I don't know. I guess. You know, then I'm thinking about, then there's this archetype of the dog mom. And, oh, you don't want to become a dog mom, which is somewhat associated to spinster cat lady. You got, you got to have real, got to be a real mom, not a dog mom. And then I'm thinking, well, why is there this dichotomy between the two? Why can't you do both? And dogs are great with kids. I mean, it's just amazing to see my daughter now play with the dog. We don't teach them to play. They they play. Why, why is it one or the other? It doesn't make sense. Unless, I mean, I guess... But zero sum in the sense that we only have a certain amount of time and I guess energy, money being a representation of energy in a certain context, but that's a, not a very limited context, let's just say. So the main point here is, look, it's New Year's, you want to change, but in order to change, you got to become aware. In order to become more aware, there's lots of ways to do it without even, without it feeling like a a real effort. There's lots of different ways to do it. So if you want to become more aware, then, um, you know, get in a dog, just, just get a dog and, and take care of it. You know, it's, uh, it may help you to do whatever it is that, that your new year's resolution is. And I'm not saying, of course, it's good to have a new year's resolution, as I said, but it may help you to uh, become more efficient in your achievement of certain things or whatever else it is that you want in your life. Thank you guys. I'll leave it there. We do free consultations. AnimusEmpire.com slash schedule. We do, uh, yeah, if you just want to know more about the therapy that we offer, if 
you have any questions, animus, animusempire.com, leave a comment. And remember that if you want to change for the new year, um, it's not so helpful to focus on the change part of that, and it's more helpful to focus on awareness. <laughs> All right, guys, I, I forgot to show you my dog. Here she is. I, uh, just, just, <laughs> just, just blends in with the background. She has this kind of uh, coat. Just for, here, let me get her. <clears throat> Look at this. Look at this thing. <laughs> Look how stupid she is. Look how ugly she is. Why do I need this thing that's stupid and ugly? Because I'm stupid and ugly. All right, thanks, Gertie. Because I'm stupid and ugly, that's why. So I'll leave it there. I already said the outro. Something about, what was it? If you want to change, don't focus less on the change and focus more on the awareness and have a happy new year.